Good afternoon, Peter. Hi there, Mitch. We're going to the Boston states, as yeah, they call them around here. We're going off the beaten track down to Boston for the weekend. <laughs> Sounds like a good trip. Yeah. I think, uh, I guess my point of view is that uh, it's really easy to get to Boston, and Islanders should go there more. And so today I'm going to give you what I call Peter's Boston Survival Guide, how to get to Boston, stay alive, have fun, and make it back to the island in one piece. So get out your notepads and your number twos. Here we go. That's right. Well, first thing you need to do, of course, is get to Boston. And the best way to get to Boston, I find, is take the 6.15 a.m. Air Nova flight. Uh, it's fantastic. You wake up, you're sort of groggy, you don't really know you're alive. You get down to the airport, you get on the plane, and by the time you really wake up, you're at Logan Airport in Boston. Gets there about 9.13 in the morning, so two hours and uh, with a little stop in Halifax. So uh, that's the best way to get there. Uh, it's relatively inexpensive, depending on, on how you play your cards. You can get there for as low as 250 on this flight if you reserve wow. well in advance and the seat sales are on and that sort of thing. If you want to go to Morrow, it's usually about $1,200. So you have to play your cards right and plan things. But, you know, for $250, you're not going to drive to Boston. Not so. a bad weekend. Yeah, exactly. Now, there are uh, seat sales, and as usual, if you're going to plan, make sure you stay over that Saturday night like you usually would when you're, when you're flying because uh, that'll save you at least a couple hundred dollars just right there. Now, once you're in Boston, you land, as I said, at, at Logan Airport, nice little, uh, air, actually not so little airport. Uh, you can actually see Boston downtown. It's just across Boston Harbor from uh, the Logan Airport. Uh, there's many ways to get downtown, which is probably where you'll be staying. You can take the usual subway. You can take a water taxi. Actually, you can take a limousine. But by far and away, the best way to get there is by taking the subway. costs 85 cents. You can get a free shuttle bus from the uh, airport terminal where your plane lands to the subway. Uh, that shuttle takes about three minutes, and then you're nine minutes from downtown. So uh, in terms of you compare that to New York City where you're on a bus for half an hour and it's $15, 85 cents is, is pretty good. So. Yeah, but it's 85 American cents. Well, that's right. It's almost over a dollar <laughs> Canadian. So, so that'll get you now. Now, one thing you have to make sure is these buses are a little complex. They go, there's five terminals at Logan, so you've got to make sure you get on the right one that says subway on it. But that's not too difficult. Ask the driver if you're in doubt. But uh, as I said, about nine minutes later, you're, uh, you're downtown and you're raring to go. So what do you do when you get there? Well, first thing you need is a place to stay. The bad thing about Boston is you're going to take all that money you saved getting a cheap air ticket and you're going to spend it on a place to stay. It's a really expensive place to stay, probably second only to New York City, I would hazard a guess, in, in uh, North America. Uh, if you're willing to stay out in the suburbs, which is obviously a little inconvenient, taking the bus or the car in every day, you can get a room for pr just under $100 a night, which... That's 100 American dollars, so, you know, we're talking $140 <laughs> yeah. there, and that's just for a night, you know, that's almost some people's rent for a month. Uh, if you're in the heart of Boston, which I would recommend just because you want to be in the heart of it all, you're going to have to pay 150 to $300 a night, so, you know, that's going to be the uh, the big cost there, and, and that's why I suggest, again, that 6.15 a.m. flight, because you're going to get an extra day in there. <laughs> and, make, and, and save yourself a few dollars. Exactly. Now, think. as to some recommendations for some places to stay, uh, some of these are central, some of these are a little bit out of town, but they're all nice and central. Uh, there's a place called the Swiss Chalet, which oddly enough is spelled S-U-S-S-E. No chicken. <laughs> no, it's Sue's Chalet. I guess maybe there was a trademark problem there. It's actually one of a chain of, of uh, Boston budget hotels. They're nice and clean. Uh, the one in Boston has a swimming pool. It's located next door to a bowling alley. They've got a restaurant. There's a Burger King around the corner. So good family place. You'll probably spend about $100 a night there. Uh, the downside of this place is that it's a little bit south of the city. You have to take a shuttle bus that the hotel has to get to the subway. So you have to tack on about an hour to, to get anywhere really central in, in Boston. But uh, again, nice and clean and relatively inexpensive. Uh, a nice place, uh, actually a nice couple of places, which are sister properties, are a place called the Newbury Guest House. It's on Newbury Street, sort of the Tony Shopping Street in Boston. And then it has a sister property down on the water called the Harbor Side Inn. And they're very nice. They're almost like bed and breakfast slash inns. They're, they're hotel 
hotels, bona fide hotels, but they have that bed and breakfast feel. Uh, they're small, they're friendly, they have very clean rooms, you get a very nice continental breakfast. Uh, you can't beat their location, whether you're on Newbury Street or, or down at the harbour, you really are in the heart of it all. And there you'll pay 110 to $150 a night, so you're moving up the scale here a little bit. Actually, my personal favourite place to stay is a real deal too. It's a place called the College Club, and it's just actually two or three doors up from the Ritz-Carlton, so you can pretend that you're staying at the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> Let's go to the Ritz-Carlton and a few doors down. That's right. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it started off its life about 100 years ago as a uh, club or a, a residential club and uh, and a drop-in club for college women, you know, Harvard, Boston College graduates. And I guess uh, that became less and less popular over the years with the graduates, and so they've opened up their doors to regular riffraff like you and me. <laughs> and uh, the nice thing about it is it's a beautiful, beautiful building. Uh, the rooms are huge. They have 20-foot ceilings. Uh, they're decorated with antiques. You do have to share a bath. That's a, a downside if you're not used to that. But uh, it's the deal of the century in Boston, $55 a night in Ooh, the in the off-season for a single room. So you can't go wrong with, uh, with the college club. So that's some choices of, of places to stay. Shop around and, and uh, see how you can do if you can't stay at one of those. But as I said, you're, you're going to break the bank staying in Boston one way or the it other. It is kind of nice, though, when you stay in a, in a place where you're, you're maybe sharing a room or sharing a floor with a, with a number of other people. You're almost forced to, to meet some new yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. And certainly the college club, a lot of backpackers, people from around the world, stay there. So, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, if you if you don't want to be locked off in a room by yourself, that's an excellent place to do it. What do you spend your time doing when you're there? Well, I, I've got some I've got some picks. I guess Pete's picks for things to do in Boston. You could stay in Boston for months and months and never run out of things for do. Mm-hmm. I guess my my number one recommendation is leave your car at home if you're flying or don't bother renting a car. You're going to walk or take the subway or the bus everywhere. There's no no need for a car in Boston. Things that I like to do, go to the top of the John Hancock Tower. It's one of the larger, uh, taller buildings in, in uh, Boston. Six bucks a pop. It's a little expensive, but it's a fantastic view of the entire city. Uh, they have a little uh, historical panorama at the top, which shows you the development of Boston. It's it's a good first-day thing to do, just to get your bearings, because Boston can be a confusing uh, place to get around. Beautiful museum, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. It's actually right around the corner from the Museum of Fine Arts. And the Museum of Fine Arts is a place in its own right, but it can you know you can spend three or four days there. Mm-hmm. Nice thing about the Stewart Gardner Museum is that it's it's a house. It's actually uh, modeled after a 15th-century Venetian palace. Uh, very ornate, uh, endowed by a woman named Isabella Stewart Gardner back about 100 years ago, and it's got her personal collection of art in it. It's just a beautiful building. Uh, it's got plants and flowers and a greenhouse. You can eat there. It's, it's a nice little day trip or morning trip. Uh, going a little closer to the heart of Boston, a place called the Nostalgia Factory. Ooh, that sounds interesting. It's, it, it's very interesting. It's a cramped little uh, second-floor hovel, you might call it. It's in North Boston, which is the Italian area of the city, and they have 30 to 40,000 items of movie memorabilia, so everything from lobby cards to posters to books to press kits, all for sale, and you, you can wander around and take a look at it uh, if you've you know, got an eye on that Vertigo poster or a Heaven Can Wait poster or whatever <laughs> you like from days gone by. That's a good place. And while you're in the neighborhood, Ida's Restaurant is just around the corner. It's a, a nice little, it's a hovel as well in terms of its size. <laughs> you sort of have to move your table to, to get in and sit down, but uh, it's fantastic Italian food. It's cheap, and, uh, and the people are very nice there. So Ida's Restaurant and the Nostalgia Factory are in the north end. Uh, if you go across the Charles River to Cambridge, there's a place called the Kendall Square Cinema. If you're a, a movie buff, as I know you are, and I certainly am, uh, the Kendall Square Cinema is sort of like an art house multiplex. So they've all got all those obscure films you see at City Cinema, but they've got 12 of them playing at the same time. So oh, wow. It's a great little place. It's kind of hard to get to. You actually, the first time we went, we went off. It's called the Kendall Square Cinema. So we got off at the Kendall Square subway stop, only to find that it's not actually there. <laughs> you actually have to get on a, a free shuttle bus from that subway to take you to a place called the Galleria Mall, which is where it's located. But uh, once we figured that out, we're okay. A little like the Queen Street Meat Market That's right. here in Charlotte. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, when you're 
on the Cambridge side of the Charles River, make sure you go to a place called Fire and Ice. It's near the Harvard Square uh, subway stop. It's a weird sort of restaurant. You actually almost make your own food. There's a, a series of stations, much like a buffet, where you get some raw meat, some vegetables, some sauces, some spices, and then you walk to this big eight-foot diameter grill, hand it to the grill master, and he fries it up for you. They give you rice or wraps, and, uh, oh, and wow. you go to it, and then it's an all-you-can-eat sort of thing. So worthwhile visit there. And then I guess to finish off, my favorite place in Boston is a place called Filene's Basement. I've seen the advertising. Exactly. Now, uh, you've probably heard of the Filene's Basement famous uh, yearly wedding dress sale where they put a whole bunch of very expensive expensive, uh, or perhaps year-old wedding dresses in a room and let women go out It's them. almost a contact sport. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yes. Well, Filene's is actually a year-round endeavor. Uh, it's in the basement of Filene's, as uh, hence the title would, would suggest Filene's Basement. It's actually no longer associated with the Filene's department store. It sells seconds, overruns, liquidations. It's clothing, it's shoes, uh, underwear, children's goods, towels, anything you might imagine. It's an interesting pricing model. You go in and the stuff is cut rate, first of all, because it's seconds or liquidations, but there's a price sticker on it and there's a date and you look at the date and then you look at a chart on the wall and the longer the merchandise is there the cheaper it gets so it starts off after seven days I think it is it's 25% off then 50% off a week later then 75% and then a month later they give it away to charities I've seen I've saw I've shopped I've eaten it's time to come back what do we do about that there's a 6 uh, p.m. flight so 12 hours uh, perhaps <laughs> after you've gotten there you, you can leave or stay a couple of days and, and get the next flight out again 6 p.m. flight means you have a full day in Boston uh, so you're you're maximizing your accommodation dollar there. Most of the smaller hotels I mentioned will let you keep your luggage uh, in a luggage room for the day so you can check out at 11, leave your luggage there and uh, and spend a day in Boston. Get that 6 a uh, 6 p.m. flight, you're back on the island at 10. And uh, remember, if you do go to Filene's or anywhere else, you have $50 exemption from duty if you're away for 24 hours, uh, $200 if you're away for 48, or if you stay the whole week, you get a $750 exemption. So You have a real soft spot for Boston. I do indeed. Yeah. Is it the people as, as well as the architecture and, and it's all the, of the It's the people, do? the places. Uh, it's just a fantastic city to stay. It sort of feels like a big Charlottetown or a big Halifax. It doesn't have that, you know, you don't feel like, like you're going to be murdered at any turn yeah. like you do in New York City. So. I always find there's lots of room to move around, too. It's not no. crowded streets. It's no, not, it isn't. It's, you know. it's just a nice old port city and uh, just a wonderful time. I could spend, you know, a week or two out of every month there if I have the opportunity. So. Well, thanks for taking us there here on the radio this afternoon. You're welcome.